Episode 6 of the Buzz Podcast is proudly brought to you by our sponsors, Jack's Poker, Australia's number one online supplier of the highest quality poker merchandise and products. You can visit their website at www.jackspoker.com.au and don't forget to mention discount code POKERBUZZ10. That's POKERBUZZ with the number 10 for your discount of 10% off your total order. On today's podcast, we will be talking with a well-known local player who has graced the poker tables in many different states of Australia and a variety of major events and during this time has had many successes as well. Would like to welcome to the Buzz panel, Sam Adams. Hey Sam. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks for joining us today, appreciate your time. Just to start with, would be interesting to ask and to get to know you a little bit better about your journey into the poker world. Was it planned, like a planned thought, or did it cross your path um, to take you on this journey? Well, nothing was planned. Um, <laughs> everything just kind of happened and certain, well, it's a bit of a, a bit of a long journey, but I'll, I'll go through it briefly. I think for me, it started about 15 years or so ago, I think maybe 2004, 2005, just watching uh, WPT on the tally. So I was watching that, I was obsessed by it. I loved it. I'd watch every um, screening that I could find. And then I found out that uh, APL had free rolls. I started playing those. So in the space of a year, I think I probably played about 200 of those. I liked it. I was getting results. I was going to the state champs and, and stuff like that, and I, I thought that was pretty cool. So um, at some point, I decided to buy a laptop because I wanted to play for cash. At the time in Queensland, it was very hard to play for money unless you went to the casino. I think they just had limit uh, poker at the time. So with that laptop, I, I made some money in the first three weeks. I actually quit my job, and I decided, well, that, that's it for me. I'm just going to play poker from now on. And uh, that actually lasted about two years where uh, I didn't have a losing month in that time. I wasn't making big money, though. I was just, I was making enough to pay my rent. I was paying my bills, groceries, didn't have to work. It was good. It was good. But I didn't, I never really pushed myself to move up to uh, bigger limits where I could have made really big money and risked big money. I just wasn't really game to do that back then. As time went on, um, the results I was still making money, but it wasn't really enough to support my, myself comfortably. I decided a better idea would be go back into part-time work and play a bit of poker. Then eventually, as time went on, I kind of I actually drifted away from poker. I started working, working hard. I got promoted. I was, I was general manager of a business at one point. Got engaged, bought a house, did all that sort of stuff. And at that time, poker was an afterthought. I would still play the occasional game, but it wasn't really a big part of my life. Then at some stage, I, I kind of just decided to, to walk away from everything that I had. I, I quit the job. I, I broke up with the, the girl, sold the house. And then I decided uh, I was going to go and move to Fiji. So I went to Fiji. I ended up spending a couple of years there. Uh, I had a job. I wasn't earning that much there, but didn't really care. I just wanted something different. And I had, I had a great time there. I had a great time. But in the end, I realized that the savings I had were, were going to run out. I, and I was playing occasionally um, online there. I had um, I did have a, a $10,000 win from a $50 tournament, and I had a 
$7,000 win from a $100 tournament. So I was still getting a few results over there, but I also had a ton of losses as well. I would have made money, but it wasn't anything significant. And sometimes a week or a month would pass without me even playing. Like I really wasn't that interested in poker. I kind of, I just drifted away from it. And I think at that time as well, the game had evolved a lot and I hadn't really kept up in any way. Like the game had changed and, you know, in 2016, let's say, I was probably playing 2009 poker. The game had changed so much in that time. Then anyway, I ended up, uh, I, uh, in 2017, I, I broke up with a girl I was seeing over there, which gave me not as much reason to stay in Fiji because I was kind of sick of the job by then anyway. Uh, around that time, a friend of mine offered me a job to come back over here, which was earning good money. So within weeks, I was back back in Australia. When I did that, I, I rediscovered my my love for poker again with uh, the WPT games. I was going down to Tweed a couple of times a week and playing. I started ironing out a few uh, flaws in my game because my game had obviously, you know, it had gone downhill. I really hadn't thought about it much, but I started analysing situations I was finding myself in, trying to figure out how to get better results because at that time I was working hard saving to buy a house. So I didn't want to be spending money to play poker. I wanted to be getting extra money out of poker. And then after I ironed a few things out, I started doing quite well off, off poker. Fast forward to June of last year, my house was built. And around that time, I quit my job because I decided that I was going to have another, another crack at uh, poker. So for the last year, all I've done is I have played poker and I've bet on cricket actually uh, done quite well betting on cricket as well made more of that than poker uh, but both have been good sources of income and uh, yeah and that's uh, pretty much up to to where we are now so the Australian poker cricket dream <laughs> yes yes as long as it's good for me I'll, I'll maintain my interest in it if uh, if I stop uh, stop getting much from it then I might have to look for something else it's the the, the last year it's definitely been better than I um, had expected when I quit my job so um, all good signs so far that's awesome what a colorful journey that's excellent so it can happen <laughs> yeah absolutely and and you know it's, it's it's the sort of poker is the sort of thing where even if you drift off and decide to do other things you can always come back to it and there was a, a quite a long um, window of time there where I had other things to do I was more interested in everything else not in poker then I came back to it it only took me six months to a year to kind of catch up to where I would have been and then um, yeah so so now I'm enjoying it again and, and the same could happen again one day I know I might get uh, sidetracked I might start doing something else I might stop playing poker and then maybe in another five years I come back to it who knows or maybe I'll just stay playing poker uh, for the rest of my life so Sam speaking just touching on now the bigger events like you mentioned last june you started more seriously again into the poker scene so one of your latest um greatest achievements um was winning the player of the series for apt um the beginning of this year um first of all congratulations again um what an achievement that's awesome can you just share with us sam what did that actually entail to actually um gain you that player of the series like as in how many tournaments did that take the pressure that would have been you would have been under to actually achieve that result well it was interesting um so for a start I played every game except for one that had points the only game that carried points that I didn't play was the uh eight game or mixed game or something like that I think it was eight game 
Um, on the morning of that game, while I was playing in a $1,500 buy-in tournament, I was reading on my phone the rules of some of the stud formats of poker because I've never played it, getting myself ready so that I could actually play that and try and <laughs> so that's how seriously I was taking uh, winning player of the, the series. I mean, that's an $1,100 buy-in and there's a good chance I was going to dump money if I played that. Uh, in the end, I didn't play it though, and that's because I ran deep in the six max. I ended up coming fourth in that. And by the time I got out of that, it was past the end of late reg for the uh, for the eight game, and the blinds were quite high. And I really felt that my I wasn't going to have an eleven hundred dollar buy and getting blinded out while I wait to get out of the six max and then join. So that was the only game I didn't play. Um, over the course of the series, I I spent a lot of money on buy ins, about nine thousand dollars in buy ins. I got I got more than that back, plus the uh, the prize and pole position in the player of the year. It was an interesting challenge. I was averaging three or four hours of sleep per night because I was driving back home as well. So it's like, I can't remember, an hour and a quarter drive, I think, each way. And I'd be amped up. So by the time I get home, I'm not really feeling like sleeping. Finally get to sleep, then set the alarm, head back up there to play the next game. So yeah, it was fun times. Um, and, and it was, was a really... Sorry, Sam, was there anything in particular you did to keep you going, like for the endurance of playing so many tournaments, one after the other, back-to-back, -back, so to speak? Because I know I've spoken to a few other players and some of the pros and some have got their snacks in their bags, others go out for a stretch, for a walk, etc. Did you Have you got anything like that that you do? For me, I just believe it's mind over matter. So I, I just tell myself that it's not acceptable to be tired, it's not acceptable to to play badly or whatever or you know no 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 time to make excuses only goes for five days play you can rest all you like after that and that's it um so i'll just go there and plus um back when i was playing online i sometimes did 24-hour sessions without sleep like you know start at 8 a.m not leave the computer and then at 8 a.m the next day i'm like oh maybe i should go to sleep sometime so <laughs> when i'm when i'm doing those things it actually it doesn't even really seem to take that much out of me. I, I was tired. I looked tired. I think in any of my winner, winning photos on, like, the, the final day, I looked visibly tired, and I was. But I don't think it affected my play at all. Um, I put that out of my mind. I just focus on the game at hand. And once it's over, I got, I got all the time in the world to sleep. So I just try not to think about it. So I, I don't, But I don't have anything else. I don't drink a coffee or any, anything else like that. Yeah. And do you find that adrenaline that you get? I know when I, I mean, not to your calibre, obviously, of playing um, the big series, I've never had that opportunity yet to play so many tournaments in the one time. In some of the other tournaments, like I've played some of the side events um, at WSOP, that adrenaline, is that something that you get as well when you do these um, three-day events that you think may contribute to you keeping on going? Like you say, that mind over matter and focus? I'm not sure. Um, it's possible. If if I am feeling adrenaline, I'm not overly aware of it. Uh, yeah. Usually on the table, I try to stay very calm. I don't celebrate very often when I get unlucky or get out or whatever. I very rarely react. I yeah. just try I try to stay numb and I try on the surface, I try to stay somewhat uninterested in everything that's happening which helps me just focus on each hand as it comes, focus on the situation. When I'm sitting there, I'm constantly thinking about previous hands I've seen and this guy did that and if he's doing that there, then he's likely to do this here and that's what he's thinking about. And, you know, like I'm trying to think which players are 
you know, just trying to hang in there, which players are trying to build up a stack, which players are maniacs, which players are, you know, just going to try and fold to the money. And and just every every hand that's happening, I'm trying to watch it, even after I folded. So I don't really, aside from that, I don't really think too much about, you know, uh, the exciting part of poker or, or being nervous or anything like that. It just doesn't really cross my mind at the time. Coming back to the APT winning the series, there was a grand, like you obviously won the grand prize, which was a package to Costa Rica. I mean, that is so exciting, like how cool. But obviously being exciting at the same time and with what's happened with the COVID-19, um, what happens with that now and would that have been your first international big event to play in as well? Yeah, um, it would have been my first one out of the country. Um, I've never gone to Vegas, for example, because I just don't see the point in going somewhere where I'm going to pay taxes when there's so many good local tournaments where you don't have to pay any taxes. Uh, and even in this Costa Rica one, one of the things I was looking forward to is we weren't going to have to pay any taxes. Like it was just going to be, you know, put into a, a you know, an online account and stuff like that. So, like, that's great. Um, as for going there, yeah, the whole thing has been a bit frustrating. Uh, we would have been there at the end of March. Me and a couple of the guys had actually planned to go a week early because we were going to muck around and, and see what the, see what the sites are like in Costa Rica. Was really looking forward to it. At this stage, we're not really sure what's happened. Uh, what's happening? Um, I've spoken to the guys at APT. They haven't really committed to a, a date that we can play it. They haven't committed to giving us the cash yet. So at the moment, we're just kind of being patient. I think it's only. It's only two months now, two months later than when the game would be. I think if it gets to, you know, three or four months, then maybe we'll start looking into it a bit further. At the moment, just kind of hoping that either the travel restrictions ease and we can play or that they'll come to the decision to just do something different for us, whether it's uh, some sort of game with the same buy-in locally or just paying us out or whatever it is, I don't know. No, I like all the guys at APT. I'm friends with, um, you know, the people who run it. And uh, and I'm hopeful that we all reach a good outcome soon. I'm pretty confident we will. Yeah, they run a good show, the boys um, and the females. But, yeah, the boys yes. who are in charge as such. And, um, yeah, hopefully that will get resolved for you and the others yes. who have won those Costa Rica packages. Um, and like you said, it'd be great if um, the best result would be if the travel restrictions did ease off so you could actually go and play. Go. I mean, that would just yeah. be like, yeah, the ultimate um, at the so, end. Because like, like I said, I'd even paid for, I think it was an extra five or six nights accommodation beforehand. Everything was booked. Everything was ready to go. Luckily, I was able I to get a read. doesn't want to check out the sites of Costa Rica, right? <laughs> I've never been to South America. So, yeah. As a, as a great opportunity. I've been wanting to go to, um, yeah, like Argentina. And I've been, there have been a few places I've been thinking of going and visiting anyway. Um, so to get a, a free, or well, not a free, but to get a, a prize that's a trip to Costa Rica was just ideal. Um, and I, I hope it still goes ahead. But obviously, if we're not going to get to go for another year or two, then I don't really want to wait. But, you know, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure things will get sorted out. Sorted, yeah. I hope so too for your sake and everyone else's. So with all that being said then, Sam, and obviously with the uncertainty of live poker happening like really anytime soon because I still like speak to a lot of the, I'm affiliated with a lot of the venue managers, et cetera, across 
um, the different states and they're pretty much all in the same boat of hopefully July, they're thinking of opening their doors, but then they've all got the social distancing restrictions, etc. With this, even in Vegas, with a four-player max, there won't be no poker with four-player handed. Yeah, that's just ridiculous on every level. Where does that leave Sam, being that you've come back into it just in June last year, was like seven months, eight months into it, we come to a halt with something that was so unforeseen. <laughs> so where does that leave you now with your poker to go ahead? Well, I mean, it's annoying, but what can you do? I'm just hoping that it doesn't go for too long. Uh, I'm also hoping that uh, cricket comes back in particular, well, sport in general, but especially cricket. Yeah, at least that'll give me something to do. Like, for example, during the Big Bash last year, I didn't even play much poker even though it was available because I was absolutely killing it during Big Bash and so it made much more sense for me to spend, I was spending 20 or 30 hours a week researching cricket stats and basically comparing that to the markets and, and finding um, mistakes that I could exploit. So um, honestly, if they bring cricket back in the meantime, I'll be happier to wait for a bit for poker to come back. But yeah, with no cricket and no poker, it is, it is a bit boring. <laughs> But, I know there's not many other sporting avenues, is there, at the moment? <laughs> there's not. And like, even if they bring back NRL and AFL, I don't really watch those games. I can't expect to be the bookies at that. I'm, I'm not going to – I don't know enough about it, but I do with cricket. So yeah. I really want to get back. Even if they bring any other cricket in another part of the world, uh, that, should be, that should be enough, But uh, as long as they have the markets that I want. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Other than that, just living life, just living uh, – Isolation life. Sometimes. The ISO life. <laughs> We're all in it together, let me tell you. We've been self-isolating now for like, oh, gosh, two and a half months. Okay, now for some fun time, Sam. Are you okay. ready? Yeah, sure. Do you wish to take the challenge of 60 seconds with Queen B? Yeah, sure. I <laughs> You have to think there for a minute. Like, what's going on? <laughs> you don't want to challenge with me? Really? Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> All right, let me get my little stopwatch here. Okay. All right, so we've got our little timer on for 60 seconds. Where are we? Let's go. Your favourite poker room? Hmm. Probably go the star in Melbourne. I haven't actually been there for a long time, but the times I went, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Your favourite poker hand? Favourite poker hand? Well, I'll be very unoriginal and I'll say aces. If I was <laughs> going to get any hand, I would, I would rather it be aces. So. <laughs> not, not the most so, honest, but if you give me that every hand, I, I would much rather that than, uh, you know, six, seven suited can be fun, but you're not going to win as often with it. Yeah, the good old pocket rockets. What? Yeah. Actually, just, okay, we'll stop the clock. Speaking of pocket aces, yep. if you could, you just said about you'd have them every hand. What yep. about if you could have pocket aces every hand? What would your odds be? What's your stats? Well, I mean, actually, uh, about a year or so ago, I was talking about something similar with a mate of mine where, um, and we were going to try it out, but it just never happened because it's a bit of a, a hassle. But we thought, what if we gave one person pocket aces every hand? So take two aces out of the deck, put them face up, that person has aces every single hand. The other 50 cards are shuffled up, the other person will get a, a random hand and there'll be a flop turn river as normal, but the person with aces exposed plays against the person with random hand. 
And what would the end result of that be? Because obviously the person with random hand can bluff. Uh, they can also go for max value when they know they're winning. They can fold when they're losing. But at the end of the day, uh, the guy with aces is going to have the best hand the majority of the time. And we haven't actually tried that out. I think my, I suspect that if you started with like a really deep stack, like 100 big blind um, cash game where the blinds don't go up, I think the guy with random hand would win. But I'm not sure. I think, though, if it was a situation where, you know, let's say tournament, let's say you're starting with 20 big blinds and the blinds are going up, I think the guy with aces will win. Um, not every time, but if you play, let's say, 100 games, I think the guy with aces will win more than 50 games out of 100. But if you did the same 100 games in a cash game, I'm really not sure. So I don't know. That's just something That'd that... would be a good little test, wouldn't it? It would be interesting. Um, I don't know, like, anyone watching this maybe might have an opinion on it. Maybe you think I'm completely wrong and, and the guy with aces will win or I don't know. But uh, I, I thought good. It, They can drop their comments. Everyone, drop your comments and let us yeah. know what you would be I, the better hand, the pocket aces. I think that would be very interesting because a lot of poker is deception and the ability to uh, to represent different hands. And if even if you've got the aces, if they're face up, you have no ability to do that. You still have decision-making, though, because you still have to decide when the other person bets are they bluffing or are they going for value? Because if they're bluffing and you call, you're obviously going to take a, a decent portion of their stack uh, compared to if you fold. But if they're the sort of player who's only going to bet for value, then you just need to fold when they're betting for value and then bet every other time to take the dead money if they're just folding every time they're behind because they'll be behind most of the time. I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's start the clock again. You ready? All right. So yeah. if you could pick any event any event in the world, which one would it be to play? Well, even even though I did say earlier I, I'm not that keen on going to Vegas because I don't want to pay tax, I think that the tournament that I will definitely play at some stage will be World Series Poker main event. I'll put up with the fact that I pay tax on that, I guess, but it's, 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 I think it's on any poker player's bucket list. You've got to play that at some point. I agree a thousand percent. Yeah. And lastly, the most live tournaments you've played in a week or in, in one sitting, so to speak. Right. Well, anytime they have one of those five-day series, I pretty much play everything. So that's usually around 20 tournaments or close to 20 tournaments. So I've done that a bunch of times. Mm, I can't think of any situation where I would have played much more than that. So I would say my record for a week is probably around about 20 tournaments, and I've probably done that a lot of times. Awesome. That's excellent. All right, Sam. I can say thank you so much. It's been really interesting speaking to you and getting to know you in a different world, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it's very, yeah, you've had a very colourful, colourful journey with poker and just wish you all the luck um, in your future endeavours um, playing a game that we all love um, and hopefully, yeah, it all comes together the way you like. Cool. Well, thanks for having me. It's been, uh, it's been fun. Nice to, nice to do something different during these ISO times. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Sam. Cool. Thanks very much. Before we go, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and also give it a rating. If you want more Poker Buzz, head to our website, pokerbuzz.com.au, where you can also find more news and information on the poker industry around the world. You can also join us and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram 
and that's a good place to leave us a comment, a suggestion, or just let us know your thoughts. We'll have another episode from The Hive next week. Until then, I'm Sula. Thanks for listening to the Poker Buzz podcast. Buzz for now.